Welcome to the Changing Minds Online Empowering Women series. How are you doing tonight, Akina? I am doing great, Jessica. You know, today is such a special day because it is your birthday, and we can't wait to celebrate with you and talk to our special guest tonight. Well, thank you. Yes, it's been an amazing day. I just feel so grateful to have another year, and it just feels like a really fresh opportunity. You know, one of the things awesome about, you know, whether it's New Year's or your birthdays, it just, you feel like you're entering with a clean slate. And, you know, we really do every day, but it just especially feels that way. And I'm so grateful. It's my last year in my 20s. I turned 29 today, so I'm planning on making it the best year so far. But um, I'm really excited about tonight's call. You know, I think it's going to be a really powerful call. So, you know, if you're listening in tonight in real time or podcast mode, you have a pen and paper Candy, you know, write it down. We're going to be giving you some really great tips today. So the person that we have on the call, I'm just really excited to talk with. It is a good friend of mine, someone who I just really am connected with. We're on the same mission, the same passion, the same purpose we share. Um, this person is a mom, an entrepreneur. She's active in our community, but she's also a person who really just lives a very, very balanced life. She's on a mission. She has a purpose, and she knows what it is, and she's just living that purpose every day. And it's really that purpose that we share in common, that Akina and I share, that this person and I share, and really, um, you know, a lot of successful entrepreneurs share. And I know that a lot of people listening and, you know, on the call tonight, they also share in that purpose. So we're going to tell you what that is in just a few minutes. But first, it's really a privilege and honor, a blessing to welcome my friend Amy Sentis from Halifax, Canada, on the call tonight. Welcome, Amy. Hi, and happy birthday. Thank you. Last year you. your 20s. Whoa. That's I know, amazing. right? It's, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a it good year. So fast. <laughs> Absolutely. It goes so fast. I, I remember celebrating my 21st birthday, and I'm just, you know, thinking about it. I went to Atlantic City, for those of you not local, it's a, some casinos in the New Jersey area. I went with my, my mother and my grandmother, um, and, you know, we it's amazing. It just feels like just yesterday, and then now it's my last year in my 20s. So I am just really, you know, excited about what it's going to bring. So, yeah. Amy, you know, you and I, when we met, we really just, I think connected at, at a level, you know, that so many people, so many people listening into this call tonight, you know, they're entrepreneurs. They want to change their lives just like we did, and they want to really develop a, pers- a purpose and a passion for changing the world, for making it better. And so many people, the most common question we ever get asked yet is, what is my purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, ultimately, I think that, what it really comes down to is it, it does differ for everybody, but for me, everyone's purpose ultimately, you know, if you're choosing to make a difference, is really just choosing to, that you matter, that you're going to make a difference in this world. And for me, that purpose is service. And it right. may be different for everyone. You know, some people are really passionate about helping the homeless. homeless. Some people are really passionate about helping people in, in another country. You might be really passionate about ending racism, about, you know, fighting diseases, whatever that purpose is. It's really about service, about creating a legacy, about making the world better. You know, and 
I know that that is really what you are fantastic at. It's about really developing a business with a heart of service. And I wanted you to talk to us tonight about what that means and what it looks like for you, you know, how it changed your life and how we could really change the world if we unite as a community of people who've said, like, yes, I want to make my life better, but I'm going to do it in a way that honors God, that serves the world, and leaves a lasting legacy. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great, it's a great question because, you know, where I was a few years ago is I think we all get like this a little, especially, you know, if I can for a second speak, you know, to the moms. I know I can only speak from my own experience being a mother, and I have four beautiful, awesome, amazing children, daughters to be exact. And, you know, growing up, I always knew that there was something more for me. Like I felt this kind I don't know, I guess greatness is the word. I knew that I was placed on this earth to do something amazing and to help people change their lives. I just didn't know how to do that and be a mom and be a wife and still, you know, be a good friend and still serve my community because it can get really overwhelming. And what I realized over the past few years, especially I'm going to say really in the past year, um, was that, you know, women can have it all. We can absolutely have it all. It's just about finding, um, you know, a personality trait or something that you really can can put a focus on and come from a place of. And for me, that was service because I realized being a mother is, is coming from a place of service. I serve my children. Um, I serve the greater good of my children, teaching them to grow up respectful and to be hard working and dedicated and committed and nice and kind. And then I also serve my business. You know, I I serve my clients. I serve my team. I I serve everyone around me. And I give back to them what has been taught to me. So that is coming from a place of service. And really wanting for them more sometimes than I even want for myself, which just changes the dynamic of business. Um serving my community. I mean, I I live in this amazing community with these wonderful people. And a lot of times we get very self-absorbed into what's going on at our jobs, what's going on under our roofs, and we forget to give back to the community. And so I decided that I was just going to come from a place of service. How can I better serve all of the people and things in my life that have given so greatly to me? And when you can do that, it brings this beautiful balance into your life. And I know, Jessica, I know that you're really good at that, too, about balancing. And doesn't it feel good when you can balance it all? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm a firm believer that you really can truly have it all. And, you know, so many people Mm -hmm. think they have to pick, like, you know, having a great job or having a great business if you're an entrepreneur and having great relationships and giving back to the community. And, I mean, I believe that you can have it all, like you said. I mean, it's not necessarily, like, it's a choice. Everything we do, of course, that we're making choices or prioritizing, but you don't have to sacrifice your health to have an amazing business. You know, you don't have to sacrifice your relationships to be an entrepreneur. And similarly, you don't have right. to sacrifice, you know, your business to really be there for your family or to take care of yourself. It's really about just developing strategies so you're super organized, that you're very productive, that you're not wasting time, and that you also just know what your priorities are. And, you know, I love how you talk about giving back. I mean, for me, abundance really is about giving back. It's absolutely impossible to really truly receive and to, like, look at the world from an abundant perspective if you're not willing to give. 
You know, I am constantly giving up my time. I'm giving up my money. I'm giving to, you know, just, you give because it, it just, you have enough. And really when you are giving, what you're sending out is this signal to the world that there is enough. And when you have that mentality, that abundant mentality, that there's enough in the world to go around, there's enough to, for everyone, you know, you're going to start to receive more. You're going to begin to attract more. You're going to start to be able to hone on and key into the key resources, the people in your life that are going to lead you to better relationships, to more income, to new business opportunities. And it's just really the it's phenomenal, and it's also just for me the the best way to honor God is is just to give. You know, God gives us everything, so it's when we come closest to Him. It's when we're giving things, and for, you know, okay. it, it's just for me. I mean, for me, that's what it is. It's about being grateful and just giving back, and it just feels great. You know, when you yeah. do get to do everything. It's a vibration. For me, it's a vibration. It's when, you know, we do live in, we live in a society that really teaches us to take. And it's all about, you know, it's like a survival instinct almost. It's like being a hunter-gatherer. And I've got to collect all these things for myself. And I have to guard this with my life. And I've got to do this and that. And, And we sometimes get programmed to forget that we do live in a society that really needs us. And we really need to share like our especially our gifts like we're such unique individuals that have so many beautiful wonderful gifts and sometimes we protect those gifts and really i think the purpose of life in my opinion is to find out what your gifts are and to give them away because that's really what makes the world a better place to live and um and it just sets the vibration in your life at such a different level where you really are in that receiving state and so people think if they're giving too much time, if they're giving too much of this and that, um, that it's not leaving enough behind for them. And actually, what I found to be true is the complete opposite. It's the complete opposite. It really allows you know all of that receiving to come back to you. And um, and I think that it's just something that we need to focus on doing a little bit more um, as members of our community, as business owners, as moms, as as wives, as friends. I mean, friendship really requires a lot of giving and receiving, and um, and we just we have to be more vigilant about that. Well, I love how this conversation is going, especially about the serving. You know, uh, there's a term in business called uh, serving leaders, and it sounds like that is exactly what uh, the two of you are. And you know, I definitely love service as well, and. So when you are working in your community and you are uh, coming from a place of service, can you tell the difference in your uh, in how you're working versus someone who is not coming in a place of service? Oh, oh, can I ever? <laughs> can I ever? I mean, some of my very best relationships that I have in my life have come from meeting people who are in that that same mentality as me and. And it's just opened my, like, to new opportunities and to new, um, just new emotions that I didn't even know I was capable of having. There is nothing better. I'll give you an example. At Christmas time, you know, there was, uh, there was a teacher out at my kids' school, and he, he was like Mr. Christmas, and he always had this big Christmas party, and he had fallen on some hard times right before the holidays because his, uh, his parents had both gotten sick. And he canceled the Christmas party. And we knew, the kids knew, you know, he's not doing so well. He's not very happy right now. And 
And so what we decided to do was this sort of 12 days of Christmas idea where we collected, we wrote these funny little poems leading up to December 25th, and we delivered little packages on his doorstep with funny poems to go with each night and would knock on his door and run away. So he actually never, ever found out that it was our family. But what that did, you know, especially for my kids, is they they really understood that giving is better than receiving. And they saw a difference in that teacher after the holidays. And he was going around telling everyone at the school what had happened to him and his family. And and my kids are smirking behind closed doors, you know, knowing. And, you know, like it's just the little things like that, that they bring such a different feeling into your life. They fill you up with so much gratitude. And you and it, it's interesting to see children, especially learning this at such a young age, um, that being able to give back to somebody is just so much better than you know opening something that is, they're going to play with for five minutes. They still talk about this all the time, and they love it. They can't wait till next Christmas to do it again, and um, they're always looking for little opportunities to get that feeling back. And I think that's what we're all looking for um, as human beings is. Ways to feel uh, like we're contributing. And it actually has a physical chemistry change in your body, too. People are happier. It creates more dopamine in the brain when you're in service of other people. So it actually has a physical result as well as just an emotional result. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm a firm believer that you really should be planning giving back. And, you know, for me, I do rely, I mean, I'm a very spontaneous person. I live in the moment. I'm very, very present. You know, anybody who is with me will tell you that, you know, despite the fact that I I actually own three businesses, I work full-time, I'm a marathon runner, soon to be ultra-marathon runner, and despite all of that, all of the training, all of the work that's required to, you know, for all the different businesses, when I'm with my friends, when I'm with my families, I just turn off the cell phone. I mean, none of my friends will ever say that they've never seen my cell phone out. I'm always, you know, it's turned off. It's compartmentalized. So there's a time for work. There's a time for play, right? Salman says there's a time for all things under the sun. And I also believe that there's a time for giving. And I dedicate a specific amount of time, you know, from every pay period, what I do is I, I, I believe in tithing my time. So I say, okay, if I'm working 40 hours this week, then I'm going to spend four hours of service this week. And I'm going to schedule that in. I'm going to make sure that at the beginning of the week that I'm dedicating four hours of my time to serve someone else. And that could be as simple as just inviting someone over for a meal, hosting a Bible study at my house. You know, I had recently moved to New Jersey and I'm, I have the privilege of having some elderly family members who I'm close with nearby, you know, bringing them dinner. It could be calling some friends and just saying, you know, how are you and what's going on with you, whether it's sending out letters, just letting people I know care about them, you know, whatever it is. And also just financially, you know, really, I think everyone should give 10% of their income. You know, I'm a Christian, so I do tithe my income. I, I give more than 10% of my income away, but for me, you know, even when things were really hard and I wasn't sure how my bills were going to get paid, I always tithed first. I always gave back first. And there were times where it often looked like I would lack the money to do the things I wanted to do or even the resources that I needed to pay my bills or make my, you know, get my basic expenses paid for. And thank God that's not the case today, but I was there and still... I still plan to give. And it's really just if you can't expect to attract more if you have this mentality that there's not enough. If you feel like you don't have enough, you will never have enough. 
So for me, 10% of my income, and I actually recently upped it to 20% of my income, it goes to a separate account. You know, it doesn't go into my regular checking account. It goes into a separate account right from my direct deposit, and I just use that money for giving. And it could be something big, but it doesn't have to be. You know, recently just I was at work and you know, there was a person who was recently diagnosed with celiac, and she was upset, and she, you know, didn't know how to how to handle it. All of a sudden, it's a right, it's a big change. And for those of you who don't know what it is, she couldn't, she can't have gluten, and right, and gluten's in a lot of the things. And I actually am gluten free myself, but gluten's in a lot of things that people eat on an everyday basis. You know, no bagels, no um, pizza, or you know, cookies, and there are substitutes, but you know, they can be difficult to find depending upon where you live, and you don't know. Some of them taste good and some of them don't. So I was at, you know, Trader Joe's and I I, I said, hey, you know what, I'm going to pay separately. And I got two orders and I, and I put some food separate and I had my food. And I just brought this person a bag of groceries of all of my favorite gluten-free foods. And I had a separate bank card. You know, I said, okay, I'm going to pay for this with that. It just allows you to do that. You know, they asked me recently, hey, can you can you leave the Bible study at your house tonight? You know, do you mind if people come over? And I have a separate card, so I was able to go to the store and say, sure, no problem, and I knew the money would be there, right? So I went to a separate card, and I bought whatever it was needed for that. Or if a friend of mine, you know, wanted to run a race for charity and came to me and said, hey, can you support me with it? And yes, the money's there. You know, I support children through World Vision, and I give them gifts, and the money's there, but it's there because I planned for it to be there. And if you don't plan for it to be there, if you don't schedule the time, if you don't figure out the funding, you know, you're never going to do it. It's just, it's just not going to happen because we are, like, we're humans. We, we always fill things up. You know, I, I moved into a house recently, a one-bedroom apartment. It was a one-bedroom, quasi-studio, one-bedroom basement apartment in New York. And it was tiny, and I was living there. And I moved into this house, and it's a big house. I mean, there's a basement bigger than the house I was living in. Right, and then this was only about a month and a half ago. And when I moved in, it was completely empty. Well, it didn't take long before I filled it right up. Right, and we we always just fill things up. It's what we do as humans. We fill things up. So if you're not really designating time and space for the things that make that are important, they're not going to happen. And I know, Amy, that's what you talked about too, is about having that balance. You know, that's really what it is. It's about choosing powerfully and setting intentions ahead of time, and not just being reactive. You know, we know that when we're reactive, we're in our ego. And that's often, you know, we, and, and for those of you who don't know what that means, that ego is that personality that just comes out when you're not doing anything but responding, 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 responding. And the problem is that oftentimes when we're being reactive and we're just being responsive, we're actually responding from the perspective of whatever our limiting beliefs are. But when we choose powerfully who we are authentically, you know, for me, I choose to define myself by love, joy, and abundance. And then when I decide, when I'm creating my schedule, right, when I'm making my choices about my finances, about who I'm going to spend my time with, I'm able to choose from that place, and that's what shows up, and that's what I attract into my life is people who are also abundant and joyful. And I attract situations that are going to create more income, that are going to make me happy, and I choose to do things that are going to make other people happy. You know, Amy, do you have a similar kind of strategy set in place for achieving that balance? Because I don't have children like you do, and I can't even imagine, you know, we do um, very similar levels of production. <laughs> but adding, adding those children in there, you know, how are, what are some tips you use to get it all done? 
You know, I just, I really follow my emotional guidance system. I can tell when things are out of balance because it doesn't feel good. I mean, there's, I wish there was a more complex way of, of saying that, but I, actually I'm kind of glad there's not because I think everyone can relate to that. I think everyone knows when their life is out of balance. It just feels, yeah, something might just feel a little icky for a lack of a better word, or maybe you're noticing that things, you know, some things are coming up in your life that just don't feel good or they don't, they don't fit or because balance really is about everything flowing with ease. And um, for me, that's how I can tell. And I'll just take a look at my surroundings. And it's being very cognitive of your environment and just like, you know, are, are people complaining more around me? Because that really is a vibration. And if, if people are complaining a lot around you, most of the time you can probably figure out that there's something about what you're doing that's attracting that. And so I always just, you know, and it's very simple. Just cut down the, the if you're feeling good, happy, excited, um, hopeful, happy, all those things, you're on the right track. <laughs> if you're feeling anxiety and fear and sadness and angst and all those things, you're probably not on the right track. And so that's pretty much as simple as I can put it. I just really watch for those clues. And, I, and they, they are, they're very strong clues that you can see showing up uh, whether or not things are on the right track. And, and you can just, the wonderful thing about life is that you can just make an adjustment. And it doesn't take much. It just usually takes getting out of your own ego for a second and really taking some time to sit back and, and look and um, observe what's going on around you and being able to shift yourself into a different mindset. I think it's very important to be um, in a place where your ego allows you to shift your mindset. And that's easier said than done. I think I think we could all agree about that. Um, but it works. It really works. And then, of course, you're right back on track. And just being very mindful of that, very important. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's really just about choice and it's about what you choose for yourself. And I always remind people, and, you know, it's funny because we weren't planning on talking about balance tonight, but I think it's a great thing that we want, wound up um, in this conversation, you know, it's balance is really whatever you choose for yourself. And what I choose for myself may not be what you choose for yourself. You know, for me, mm-hmm. balance means I get to, you know, work and, you know, work three businesses all week. And then on Sunday, I can turn off my phone and run a 50 mile race. You know, that's what balance looks like for me, right? For some people think I'm nuts. Some people think 50 miles is not balanced at all. And they think I'm crazy for running 50 miles. Right, that, but that's for me, that's what balance is because that's what I've chosen it to be. And for someone else, I know like Akina, right, for balance for you, it looks very different than what balance looks like for me. But it's, and it doesn't matter. It's like you shouldn't be in judgment about what it is. And, and no one else can tell you, you know, what your purpose is or how God wants you to live your life or how you choose to live your life. It really is about just making sure that everything you do in your life and everything you have in your life, everything that's showing up, that you're choosing it to be there. And for me, that's really what balance is. And you can look at your life and say, I've chosen these relationships, right? I've chosen this level of income. I have chosen this level of health. And you're happy? Well, then you have balance. What do you think of that, Akina? Oh, I love that idea. I love the fact that, you know, it's all about choice, you know, and it goes along with the mindset, too. You know, a lot of people don't have the mindset to make that choice uh, in the beginning. But once they put their minds to it and say, 
this is what I want to do, and I can do it because I believe in myself and I believe in my purpose and I believe that all things are possible, then everything starts to flow. You know, I mean, I was a person that always planned everything, you know, and always sat back and always made sure that everything was going to go. By the time I finished analyzing everything, you know, the opportunity had passed. You know. <laughs> yes. Right? Oh, I know, know that. Taking <laughs> opportunities in the moment. You know, like, yes, they were telling you to choose things, right? Don't always stop and think about things. It's like things just kind of go away. Sometimes you just need to embrace it in the moment. You know, I love to watch Shark Tank. I'm the type of person who I just like to watch successful people and see what they do and say. And so I watch Shark Tank, like, religiously. I don't watch a ton of TV. I actually don't even have cable. But, you know, anytime I have any spare time to just downtime, I go onto YouTube and I just watch Shark Tank. And one of the things that I find really interesting is that, for those of you who don't know what it is, but, right, these investors are being pitched businesses from just everyday people like us, entrepreneurs like us. And they make an offer to have buy equity into the business. And a lot of times they'll make an offer, and then the, the people who, you know, should just be jumping on these opportunities, they walk out and they decide, you know, they want to talk about it, and they want to decide, they want to call their wives or call their husbands or their whoever it is, their accountants or lawyers, and they come back in and they lost the offer or the offer is no longer what it was. The, you know, they've changed, the sharks have changed their mind, and they want to now charge them higher equity prices. Right? We don't really know what when opportunities are not going to be there anymore. So, yes, seize every opportunity and seize every moment. You know, and for me, it's really about that personal growth and personal development. You know, certainly uh, a year or two ago, I wasn't sitting here saying I was living a balanced life. My life was completely out of balance. So if you're sitting here today and you're saying, hey, like my life is just not in balance, I just am not able to do these things, that, you know, I really want to have these things. I can't do it. It's really about investing in yourself. You know, and a lot of the things I've, it's funny because I've heard myself saying today are, are strategies that I actually learned from a course I've taken called Organize Your Life with Susan Sly. And, Amy, I know, actually, Akina, you've taken the course too. And, Amy, I know that you have also um, studied with Susan as well. I know she's offering the course again in the fall. She just opened up registration, I think, yesterday. I highly recommend that course. And, to be in integrity, a lot of the things you've heard me say here tonight I've actually learned from that course. But, you know, whether or not it's with that or something else, you really do um, invest in yourself. Like, it's your absolute best investment you'll ever have. The most money I've ever made in returns have always been in myself. You know, I do have a 401K. I have a money market account. I do have investments, and they do, they've done fairly well. But I can tell you that the highest return I've ever had on my money, and this is not theoretically you know, but the highest rate of return I've ever had in my income in actual producing physical money has been when I've invested in myself. I've invested in personal development, whether or not that's coaches or books or courses. That's where I'm always getting my highest return. You know, Amy, do you still you have a similar um, opinion of that? I do. I mean, I think I think that investing in yourself can look like a lot of things because I, I know a lot of people do struggle, you know, to – um, and it's not necessarily an abundance or scarcity thing. It's just a reality. <laughs> but go find yourself a good There's nothing better than going and downloading a really good book about anything to do. One of my favorites is The Four Agreements. Love that book. Mm. I mean, it's yeah, available everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Go to your local library. 
um, getting a library card is free here. I don't know if it's free there, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's so pretty it free here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, needed where they can get the credit unions to actually come after you if you have a fine. I had an, a fine. Wow. Yeah, it was twenty cents from years. Well, if you go to your local library, make sure you return your book. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the floor agreement. Yeah, it's such a good book, and and you know, there's so many different things that you can. I mean, just what you guys are doing. This is to me, an investment in yourself is also an investment in time, and so scheduling out and carving that time to sit back and listen to something. I know that within my personal company um, that I work with. I schedule the time to make sure I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening and plugging in and and listening from people who I'm being mentored by. Um, the, and, you know, if you want to be the best, I kind of think you got to follow the best. you got to learn from the best leaders. And um, so listening to things like this, this podcast and, um, you know, plugging into some really positive, wonderful things, whatever feels authentic to you, because I think that that's the key, again, in, in a lot of things, is authenticity. Right down to balance, right down to personal growth. If it's not resonating with you, you shouldn't be spending your time on that particularly. Whatever is hitting you in your soft spot, that's exactly where you should be. You should sit in that spot for a while and maybe read a little bit more, study a little bit more about that particular emotion or or feeling or um, subject, whatever it might be. And because uh, that's where your best personal growth breakthroughs will come from. I really think that. I've had a, so many breakthroughs this year. So many. I can't even count. Because I'm open to them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, Keenan and I, too, we have just breakthroughs every day. Every time I think, well, things can get better, they just do. They just get better. And, you know, if you're if this call, and we're almost at the end of this call, but, you know, if this call is resonating with you and you're sitting here saying, hey, I really, really want to just make my life better. I really do want to improve my life. I really do feel like I'm not in balance. I really want to get more balance. I want to have more. I want to do more. I want to contribute more. We have great news for you. This is We've done over 100 shows now at Changing Minds Online, and you can access all of our content for free. So there, there are no excuses whether or not they're, uh, they're on everywhere. So you can find them on YouTube, on iTunes. You can get all of our material, listen to them when you're at the gym. I have a waterproof phone. I take them, and I actually listen to our own, my own podcast. I know that sounds like really egotistical, but I do sometimes if I'm down. I'll listen to my own podcast in the shower or other podcasts. But you can take them wherever you go when you're driving, I know, right? But you you can do it. And technology is amazing. It, you can invest in yourself for really no cost. And it's just about choosing. We talked a lot about choice today, right? It's about choosing to do it. So, Akina, um, I know we're going to have to wrap up this show. Is there anything you want to add, Akina, before we ask Amy to kind of give some parting words of wisdom? Well, of course, I want to say happy birthday to you, Jessica, and I hope that it was a wonderful day. And to Amy, thank you so much for uh, imparting wonderful words of wisdom to our audience. I know they definitely appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, Is there anything, Amy, you'd like to um, say before we close off? Can you kind of summarize everything? I know we kind of jumped around today. You can give any last parting advice to our audience. What would it be? You know, honestly, I just think that this life that we are all living is just meant to be wonderful and abundant and happy and successful. 
and, and just know that anything that you set your mind to, you can accomplish, and it doesn't matter what that looks like. As long as it's your authentic life that you know deep down is what you're called to do, um, make it the best that you can possibly make it. Don't follow any kind of cookie cutters. There's no right or wrong way. Um, just follow your passion because your passion will never, ever lead you in the wrong direction. And, you know, the last thing, of course, is is serve yourself first. And everyone else will get a little piece of that, too. It's really important for us to always lay down the bat and pick up the feather and just know that we're all just trying to get through um, doing the very best job that we can and living this life and being good people. And and you're worth it, you deserve it, and you can have it all. Awesome. That is a fantastic way to end their call and start my new year of being 29. I mean, what better way than just being able to have it all? I know that this year I'm going to create it all. So this is going to be my biggest year of creating it so far. So thank you so much, Amy, for being on Thank you both so much for having me. Yeah, it was an honor. It was a pleasure to have this conversation. Um, Akina, is there anything you want to add before we close out tonight? Well, if anything that Amy uh, said tonight resonated with you, please, please uh, find us on Change Your Minds Online. You can also find us at Blog Talk Radio uh, forward slash Change Your Minds Online. We're also on YouTube and iTunes. Yes, and this time we can actually say, for those of you who might have been listening to our call someplace else, if you're hearing this call tonight, we did actually mention everything. We moved everything onto iTunes, onto Blog Talk Radio and YouTube. You know, one of the ways that we're able to really bring you all this content for free is really by keeping everything super simple and mainstream. So we want to thank everyone for just switching over to one of those services if you've been using something else. But as we always say and as we end this call, you know, we love you. We do this for you. Thank you so much for allowing us to be part of your journey of personal development and for being there for us and ours. Um, have a great week, everyone. We will not have a call on Sunday. Um, we are taking off, and I know it's Memorial Day here in the U.S., so if you're listening from outside the U.S., it's a holiday here, so we're going to not be doing a call this Sunday, but we will be back next Thursday 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time for our Empowering Women series. So make it a really great week, everyone. We love you. Have a great evening. Good night, everyone.